Okay. Well, welcome again, everyone. So, today I am going to talk about, obviously, the resurrection of Christ. Let me first just say that he's risen and he's alive. Amen. Amen to that. So, I'm reading from... I've only put half my scripture there, but it's Mark... 16, no, yes, it's Mark 16, 1 to 8. Okay. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, brought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb and they asked each other, who will roll the stone away? from the entrance of the tomb. But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him? But go tell his disciples and Peter, he's going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. The empty tomb on the first Easter morning symbolises the ultimate victory Jesus has over sin and death. He broke the chains and he held humanity captive and provided a way for each of us to find freedom in his love, truth and forgiveness. Take a moment to reflect on the areas of your life where you feel weighed down and burdened. Remember that through Christ's resurrection, you have access to the power that can break those chains and set you free to live in liberty of Christ's grace. So what does the resurrection actually mean for us? Well, belief in Jesus' physical resurrection is the defining doctrine of Christianity. It is remarkable that every Christian denomination, from Orthodox, Catholic, Pentecostal, Baptist, or uniting, all believe one simple truth. The tomb was empty. There is very little else we all agree on. <laughs> only, some liberal, only some liberals deny the physical resurrection of Jesus. Surely they therefore forfeit the right to call themselves Christians. Adrian Warnock, in his book, Raised with Christ, offered the following definition of a Christian. A Christian is someone who believes in the physical resurrection of Christ and lives in light of the implications of that event. And I thought that was really good to understand. It's that physical resurrection that we have to believe in, that we have to understand, because that, it's, it, you know, what he did on the cross for us, we, you know, you can't thank him enough for, but he rose again so that it made a difference. So it was a victory because death could not defeat him. And it is that 
the fact that he rose again that has set us free. Without the resurrection, there would be no church at all. After Jesus' arrest and death, the disciples were lost, helpless and afraid. Peter denied Jesus. Whilst the rest ran away, it was hard to conceive anything other than the resurrection of Jesus that would lead this ragtag bunch of people sharing the message of Jesus in a way that grew into the largest religious movement of all time. Without their unwavering confidence in Jesus' resurrection, would the disciples have risked everything and in many cases been killed for their faith? We do know that people today do believe falsehoods and will die for them. But you're talking an extraordinary amount of people that have been prepared to die for the truth of Jesus. The church did not create the resurrection story. Instead, the resurrection story created the church. Mm. So the resurrection purchased our justification. When you ask most Christians about justification, they move straight to the cross of Jesus, paying the price for our sins. But if justification simply means the absence of guilt, then we have a blank slate. But we have to spend the rest of our lives worrying if we mess it up again. Paul tells us, He was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. What this means is that Jesus rose again. He he was declared to be righteous, not just lacking any sin, but embodying holiness. The credit of Jesus' protection, of perfection, sorry, (coughs) outweighed the debt of sin. And now the Christian is counted as righteous. Not just as if I had never sinned, so much as just as if I am already living a holy life. Without the wonderful truth, we will not fully grasp the joy of salvation. Jesus was our obedient substitute during his life our punishment substitute in his death and our rebirth substitute in his resurrection. The resurrection gives us the joy of knowing that Christ is with us today. He has promised that he will be with us to the end of time. This changes everything. A dead hero in the grave is no help to us. But a risen saviour in heaven gives us great confidence. Because the tomb is empty, Jesus is on the throne, we can know for sure that he will be victorious, irrespective of what is happening in the world today. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Amen to that. The resurrection gives us hope that goes beyond the grave. We live in a broken world. Every Christian with some, at some point in their lives know the pain of grieving a loved one. When Paul told us not to grieve as others grieve with no hope, 
He did not mean that we would not experience sadness. But because Jesus conquered the grave, we have confidence that one day we too will rise and so meet both Jesus and our believing loved ones once again. This changes everything when we come face to face with his death. The resurrection unites every Christian with the life-giving force that raised Jesus from the dead. It is through the resurrection that the last Adam became life-giving spirit. Paul tells us, the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. Which I spoke about that a couple of weeks ago. This amazing power is available to transform, equip and empower us. What is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe? According to the workings of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead is the same what we carry. Because of the resurrection, we can know that Jesus is personally coming back to judge and to rule the world. It is a source of great joy for the Christians that Jesus will return. But it should also cause great concern for those who are living estranged from him. Because of the resurrection, we can be sure that this same Jesus will return again. This is why it's really important that we try and reach those that don't know him. Because we have that peace of knowing what the future holds and they don't and we don't want them to miss out. So this, I've got three points that change things for us when we believe in the resurrection. So Jesus', resu- Jesus resurrection changes our conversation. Stuart was mentioning before I started to get a bit worried. <laughs> But two of Jesus' disciples walked, walked together down the seven-mile stretch of road, having a conversation. It was about the resurrection of Jesus. Obviously, the most shocking news they had ever heard. And stranger, a stranger began to walk with them. It was Jesus in disguise. And they were astonished to learn that this man had apparently not heard about the resurrection. Notice that their conversation wasn't just about the details of the resurrection, but also about who he was supposed to be, his life, his death, and what it all meant. The resurrection changes our Bible study. Staying in stealth mode, Jesus just, you know, pretending to be someone else, with the two disciples, Jesus the stranger called them a couple of fools and began a Bible study during the journey. If there were, were any conversations in history you wanted to overhear, this is the one you wanted to overhear. Jesus walked the men through the entire Old Testament to t- tell them how it all refers to him, his death and suffering, and his resurrection glory. He began with the book of Moses and led them through the prophets. This was the best Bible story ever. The Old Testament promised and prophesied The whole point, Jesus' resurrection. Jesus' resurrection changes our witness. Jesus revealed his true identity to his disciples. He taught them a very important truth. 
His gospel presentation explains how their lives will change because of the truth. Repentance and forgiveness should be proclaimed in his name for all nations, beginning with Jerusalem. Don't miss this. Repentance does not mean to turn away from sin. That is only part of the truth. Repentance also means turning to Jesus. Forgiveness means that God will not hold his judgment against us for our sins because Jesus has been judged in our place. Nations means that there is not one person on the earth who does not need to hear the gospel of salvation through Jesus Christ. We celebrate Easter Sunday. Let us fully embrace the powerful truth of the resurrection. We are unshackled from sin and death and transformed by the new life in Christ and empowered by the indwelling and baptism of the Holy Spirit. May we walk boldly in the light of the risen Saviour, proclaiming his love, truth, victory to the lost world in a desperate need of hope. Jesus is the risen King who is victorious over death, recognised by his disciples, validated by scripture and enthroned over all creation. The truth changes our faith theology and life. The resurrection also changes our practical living. The resurrection isn't just a doctrine to believe, but a truth that should change our behaviour. Oh, I actually finished there. Sorry. Shot, cut that off. I actually thought that was mine. It is so important for us to understand that the empty tomb is where we need to be looking. Focus on the fact that Jesus is alive. Amen. As Stuart mentioned, um, I don't know if it was Thursday night, but you know he talked about the cross, and you know you go into some churches and 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 Jesus is you know on the, the crucifix is there with him on the cross. He's not on the cross, no. and he's not in the tomb. Mm. He is alive, and we can walk in that power because of that. We were given the Holy Spirit, which, you know, as I said, as Stuart said, I spoke about a few weeks ago. We carry that same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead, that sets us free. And it is that spirit, it is Jesus' resurrection is the reason we are here today. The reason the church exists and the reason that we should want to go out and spread the gospel. So I encourage you everyone to think about that empty tomb that's what we thank Jesus for that he is alive and it's that story that we want to get out there to people thank you everyone Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We thank you for that empty tomb. We thank you, Lord, that you not only ask us to share 
that story with people that don't know you. But you ask us to actually walk in that truth, to walk by your spirit, that same spirit that raised you from the dead, that you are still living and you are coming back to us and we will walk with you just like your disciples did. We thank you for that, Lord. And we give you all the glory for it. And we sing your praises for it. We say thank you, Jesus, for all that you have done for us. And I ask you, Lord, just to bless each and every person here today. And may they go home with a stronger knowledge of that empty tomb. And a stronger knowledge and understanding of what your resurrection brings to our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast by Wattle City Church. If you Google Wattle City Church, you'll find us on Anchor, Spotify, Facebook, YouTube, and a whole bunch of other platforms. Feel free to listen. We pray that you'll be encouraged by this message and by other messages that you listen to. We praise God and we pray blessings upon you in Jesus' name. Amen.